All right, amen. If you want to take your Bibles and stand, <clears throat> turn to 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. 2 Corinthians chapter number 4. These have been really, really good messages. So far you've gotten a lot of angles on, on Christian warfare and your walk with the Lord and what that should look like and is, is God on the throne room of your heart. And um, 2 Corinthians chapter number 4, uh, this is a passage in, uh, that I believe that every Christian should, if you can't commit it all to memory, at least meditate on it as much as you can. Because uh, it says here in verse number 1, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. And uh, in the last days, there's a lot of men and women that are fainting. A lot of men and women that are discouraged. And uh, it's not necessarily falling into sin all the time. Sometimes it's just depression and just things going on in their lives that cause them just to shut down completely. But here in verse number 7 of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, it says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, cast down, but not destroyed. Brother uh, Tom Lynch, will you pray for us? Amen. You may be seated and hear verse number eight. We are troubled on every side. And, and if you've been in the fight uh, for any amount of time, you, you're going to realize that there is trouble coming your way or you're in trouble right now. And he said here, we're troubled on every side. No matter where you look, to the right or to the left, there's something going on. There's always some kind of trouble. But he said something that's kind of uh, interesting here. He said, but yet not distressed. You get that? Not, we're not distressed, we're perplexed, we're confused, but we're not in despair. And there's an attitude that the Apostle Paul is having right now that most Christians never have. Because normally when we go through some kind of trouble, we're, we're always focused in on ourselves. We're always focused in on, well, well, this is how I feel about the situation, and this is, it, it just makes, there's, there's tru trouble everywhere, we're distressed, we're, we're going through it, and, and I'm not here to uh, downplay anything that we're going through tonight, but there can be an attitude that you have that will help you get through this next year, because there's going to be a lot of things that come our way, and if we're not careful, we're going to fall out, by the way. We're troubled on every side, but not distressed. Cast down but not destroyed. How did, how did Paul not let that affect him? Just a few things from this passage. Number one, I think he realized that the power of God, that there was power of God in our earthen vessels. How he had that attitude. Verse number seven, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You know why a lot of us fail when we, when we fall into trouble, fall into some kind of trial in our life, is because we're not tapping into that power that Paul's talking about. We're, not, we're, not, uh, we're trying to do it on our own accord. We're trying to do it under our own power. And could I say tonight that we didn't have power to get through before we got saved, and we're not going to have power to get through after we get saved. 
That's going to come from Jesus Christ. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us. That's a blessing. And he had to realize this. You know why Paul, Paul was joyful? You look at all the things that Paul went through. The, the beatings and, and the stripes he talked about, the shipwrecks, and everything that, that he went through, and yet he had the joy of the Lord, and he was happy. Persecuted but not forsaken, cast down but not destroyed. And uh, it was, he realized that it wasn't his power that was getting him through. And like I said, we, we focus too much on what we could, ha- what we could handle. And uh, a misconception is we, we say, like to say it a lot that, you know, God's never going to give us something that we can't handle, but sometimes you're going to face things that you physically cannot handle on your own. And it's going to take the power of God. It's going to take that treasure, knowing that you have a treasure in earth invest, something that's valuable, and uh, it's, it's Jesus Christ. And uh, just like Brother Spurgeon was talking about the, the Marvel heroes and the Iron Mans and, and, uh, and the DC characters and Superman, they're all trying to take, take away from God. They're all trying to, to, but all those people, they all have some kind of flaw or, you know, the kryptonite that will uh, cause them to uh, not be able to get through whatever they're going through. Um, but Jesus Christ, he doesn't have, he doesn't have a kryptonite. Amen. Amen? He doesn't have some kind of uh, a deterrent that's going to cause him to not be able to perform uh, above all that we ask or think. And uh, we have a treasure tonight, an earthen vessel. So that's one of the things that, that uh, helped Paul have that attitude of being positive. Although there was trouble, there was uh, perplexity, there was persecution, and he was cast down. And the second thing is by the simultaneous death and Christ's life manifest in him. Verse number 10. He said, always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus Christ, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. And tonight, we, we might, might not be going through trouble just because we're in sin. We might not have trouble because we've done something wrong. It might just be because God wants us, uh, uh, he wants to magnify or manifest himself through our trouble. And um, that's something we got to realize that, you know, it's not a Joel Osteen Christianity all the time. It's not a prosperity gospel. It's not, and I'm not trying to uh, be a Debbie Downer tonight. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm trying to let you realize that there's, there's something that we can get a hold of in this passage that will help us in 2024 when the troubles do come. Because if there's something we've learned in 2023, there's a lot of trouble. There's a lot of trouble that will happen. A lot of things that will happen in our lives. But there was something going on. There was a, a, a dying to self, and Christ's life was manifest in the Apostle Paul. Um, I think of Stephen. When he was being stoned, I think in the, the book of Acts, it talks about uh, how they looked at his face, and he had the face of an angel. Why is that? He's being stoned. He's being killed. And they looked at him, and, and there was something different about him. And I think that Paul, uh, at the time, Saul got a hold of that. And he saw that face. And he saw the, the calmness and the peace that Stephen had. And he was, and it pricked his heart. And uh, so you've got to realize that there, there needs to be a dying to self. So others can see 
Jesus Christ. It's not all about us, folks. It's not, a, it's not about what I want. It's not about what I need. It's, it's about what Jesus Christ wants to do. And, after we, and he might plead with us to get saved, but after we get saved, he's not begging us to serve him. He wants us to willingly present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. And the Bible says it's our reasonable service. It's reasonable to serve God. After all he's done for us, he's been so good. Even through the trouble, you could see God's hand in, in our lives. And the next thing here, number three, um, I think he all, Paul also saw that it was a benefit to others and the glory of God in verse number 12. It says, so then death worketh in us, but life in you. And uh, there's, been, there's been some people that I know that have gone through it. They've gone through the trouble, they've gone through the trials, and, and it's helped me. And I'm sure there's people in this room that have seen people struggling, and it's been a testimony. And it's helped, it helped yourself get through. Not, not that you might, you might have not gone through those troubles and those trials, but seeing other people go through different things, it's encouraging. I've seen, I've seen uh, close friends pass away, and I've seen um, their spouses continue on, and, and just seeing, seeing the, the love they have for the Lord and the joy they still have and possess, uh, that's encouraging to me. It's encouraging to see the suffering saint still serving the Lord with gladness. It was a benefit to others. He said, so then death worketh in us. It, it works in us. But life in you. He knew the, the church at Corinth here, they needed, to, they needed what Paul was going through. They needed to see Paul going through those things. And it doesn't mean that they wouldn't go through it in the future, but at the time, they needed to see what Paul was going through. So it was a benefit. Other people have, is, have uh, like I said, has helped us through with their trials and their tribulations that they've gone through with their troubles. And uh, number four, one thing that uh, would allow Paul to have this attitude through everything he was going through was by renewal of the inward man. That was in verse number, let's see here, verse number 16. He said, For which cause we faint not, but through our, though our outward man perish, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. There has to be a renewal of the inward man. You know what this, this whole thing is about? When he said that we are troubled on every side but not distressed, he's making a comparison with the outward man and the inward man. There's, there's trouble with the outward man. There's always going to be trouble. Man is born unto trouble as the sparks fly upward. Troubled on every side, but not distressed. That's the, the inward. We are perplexed outward, but not in despair inward. Persecuted on the outside, but not forsaken, because we know that Jesus is never going to leave us or forsake us. And uh, I think a lot, of, a lot of problems that we have sometimes is that we don't... Is anyone, I, I'm, I'm like this with my phone, I'm terrible at charging it. Um, it'll be at like 5%, I'll charge it for about 5, 10 minutes, I'll take it back off, and, and it'll constantly be between 1 and 6%, usually, for the most part. And uh, it's a lot better when I just take it all the way up to 100%, and then I'm fine for a day. Uh, but I think a lot of times as Christians, we're like that in our spiritual walk, where we might uh, renew for about five or ten minutes and we're not fully charged. And then uh, it causes us to have issues once those, when the troubles come, 
we're not looking at it in the light of Jesus Christ anymore. We're looking at it, well, oh, woe is me. Look at my problems. But there has to be a, a, a full charging. Maybe getting, getting into the word of God more. Making, making the altar your best friend. Getting a prayer closet. We're going to need the... As, as the time approaches, we're supposed to be at church a lot more than... As we see the day approaching, right? And not just that, but in our Bible reading, in our prayer life. And, uh, you know, you always get the excuse, well, I don't know how to pray. It's, it's communication. Divorces... Actually, all divorces probably have something to do with a lack of communication somewhere. And uh, our walk with the Lord is ruined or it's hurt when you can't communicate with God. Amen. And it's not, it's not, you know, vain repetition and all those things. It's literally just talking to God like you talk to your spouse or you talk to your parents or, you know, anything like that. It's talking to the Lord, being thankful to Him. But we've got to get that in our minds. If we're going to make it, uh, there has to be a renewal of that inward man. And the last thing here is, uh, I think, I believe, by view of the eternal. In verse number 17. And look at how he viewed his affliction in verse number 17. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Paul was looking at the glory that would follow the suffering. And uh, it would do you good to look at, look at some of the things that Paul, we don't have time to go through it tonight, but the things that Paul says about suffering, the fellowship of his suffering. And he's looking at that, um, he's looking at the eternal thing instead of the thing that's right in front of him. He's looking at what it's going to do for him in eternity. And uh, lastly here, just go to Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter 20. And tonight you might be, uh, like it says in the last part of verse number 8, cast down but not destroyed. That's a blessing. You might be down but you're not out. And he said here in verse number 24, and I'll be done. He said, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course Amen. with joy. And the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. It all boils back to the gospel. To what, what Paul was trying to do, what he was trying to get across, it not only helped the saints, but it helped the sinners as well. Amen.